Welcome to the Life Change Podcast. Panhandle Weight Loss Center is a unique surgical practice focused on changing lives. Our approach moves away from the singular goal of weight loss and encompasses one of overall health and wellness. This podcast explores a variety of topics inside the realm of health and wellness, including nutrition, fitness, lifestyle issues, and even surgery. The goal of this program is to inspire listeners to take a critical review of your life as we guide you towards a paradigm that translates to life change. All right, so picking up where we left off, we're on number four? Correct. So of the pillars? I'm going to recap the, the last three. Yeah, because uh, it's been a while since we put those out. So, yeah. And so the plan is we're going to roll this out over the next few weeks or a few months uh, as far as uh, on the podcast, but then also on our newsletter. So yeah, I'll be there. Multiple sources for you to get this information. So um, YouTube channel, yep. uh, Panhandle Weight Loss Center. Correct. Uh, Spotify, podcast, Panhandle Weight Loss Center, and then the newsletter. And how do you get on the newsletter? So basically, uh, we just need to have your email, and we can sign you up, and that should come out every month. It's pretty yeah. great. There's been rolling out some new um, cooking videos in that, and just yeah. kind of some thoughts from us every month. Which are also on the YouTube channel, all the right. cooking videos. And that, that email address, is that through the website? Is it... I'll have to get back to you. So, yeah, we're, mysteriously people end up on this email address. Yeah, but I think reaching out yeah. to the clinic and uh, just asking uh, Mindy to sign them up or the front desk to sign them up. Okay. Yep. All right. Do you advertise this to your patients, like sign up for the newsletter? I have not. I've been bad about that. Okay. So. So we apologize if you're not on the newsletter. Okay, so number one. So 10 pillars of health. Uh, so the last video we talked about, uh, number one, eliminate sugar and processed carbs, importance of that, the health benefits. Uh, number two is get rid of vegetable oils. Uh, they're in all processed foods and why they're unhealthy for us. Uh, I think those are probably the top two uh, things that are causing us. Uh, what we call low-hanging fruit. Yeah. The biggest yeah. impact on your health. I, I personally, I think it's what cleaned up my inflammation and my insulin resistance is by these two things. Yeah. Now, how, man, I think we covered it in, in the last one, but how how difficult that can be without knowing what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Reading, you know, reading labels and understanding that every every restaurant cooks on these things, and so you got to eat at home. Uh, third thing is, you know, well sourced, regeneratively grown uh, fruits and vegetables and meats and yeah. why they're more important, they're more nutrient-dense, soil health, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay, which leads us to number four? Number four, number four is gut health. Gut health, man, I was just listening to the, the, that book, the Mark Hyman, um, Forever Young, mm -hmm. is that it? Mm -hmm. and Great book, if anyone yeah. wants to have a new book to read. Yeah, so I'm doing it on an Audible, but it's, it's got to that point where you're like, I need the, I need the, I need the book. Because I know there's like charts and graphs and and stuff, and but he has two sections on gut health, because I think if he were here right now, he would put gut health at number one. Yeah. Um, and so let's kind of get into gut health, because uh, I think you know as doctors up until about five years ago, we heard things like leaky gut syndrome. But that, but we were told that that was just that yeah. was a farce. Yeah, like what is that? Really wasn't anything. Well, I think the, the, the bad side of it is it gets swept under so many different labels like uh, irritable bowel syndrome, mm 
um, IB, you know, IBS, uh, you, you know, you're just crazy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I'd say over the last five years, and I'm pretty sure that's what you're getting into, that just the research on what happens to our gut. And, and unfortunately, we're going to short people in this section because I don't, I don't know, maybe you know, all the different bacteria that need to be supported and how to support them. But all that to say, we need to pay more attention to it. Yeah. So I think some things that I've learned over the years, just like you said, this this is probably one of the more uh, advancing parts of medicine. Um, for example, 70% of our neurotransmitters, so our uh, brain hormones like serotonin or, uh, that affect depression, anxiety, those are secreted by the gut microbiome. And so our gut... But it, but Tell, tell people what microbiome is. So this is cool. Uh, so basically, uh, in our small intestine and large intestine, we have bacteria and also we have fungi uh, that live there. And it's a symbiotic relationship. What, what ends up happening when we eat stuff, um, yes, we, you know, we have enzymes and things like that can break down our food but we really rely on those bacteria and fungi to break down the nutrients in the food where we can absorb it. And along that, you know, when they're doing that, they also make some vitamins and, and release minerals. So it's a really good relationship. So it's very important to have a healthy set of bacteria in there. And there's trillions of these bacteria. And so through what we eat, we either, you know, we either create a, the, we support the good gut bugs, I'm gonna call it gut bugs, or we support the bad gut bugs. Mm-hmm. So it's finding that balance in there. Um, and if we are not giving our uh, gut bugs the proper food, because they need food. And stress management and sleep. All that yeah. stuff, then, um, probably what ends up happening is you then get a breakdown of that gut lining uh, and and then inflammation from that um, leaky gut that affects everything in your body. It affects, uh, it has ties to di- type 2 diabetes, has ties to Alzheimer's. It has I think you say everything. Ties to uh, yeah. heart problems uh, and then depression, anxiety. And so if you can, number one, give these gut bugs the right materials, which we're gonna talk about that, or our food, and avoid toxins that break down that gut lining that can heal your gut and therefore start reversing some of these diseases. Mm-hmm. So another thing that I thought is pretty cool, and this is just, I think how, you know, I like the, how God and nature kind of, uh, there's some common Co- threads. Yeah. So we go back to growing plants. I I was going to bring that up. You read my mind. Do it. So run with that one. Uh, I just find it amazing, you know, now now that we know a lot more about farming, you may have already known this, but, uh, you know, the whole purpose of regenerative farming is to create uh, the the normal, the way it's supposed to be done, relationship between bacteria and fungus in the plant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for example, the way we farm now, you got really bad soil, uh, once a year, you go throw some, you comment here, nitrogen. What else are you throwing on that dirt? Roundup. Roundup. Toxins. But, but as far as things that the plant needs. Yeah. Oh, the things, oh. That, 
So the big thing is, is it needs uh, it needs residual material from last year to feed that the soil microbiome. Yeah. Uh, where it can break down all that stuff and recycle those nutrients. Yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is plants depend on uh, bacteria and fungus in the soil mm -hmm. to be able to appropriately absorb the nutrients that are in the soil. Correct. Right. Just like us. Just like our gut. Just like us. Yeah. If we don't have the right bacteria, fungus, if we don't have that right balance, we don't grow good humans. Yep. So we don't grow great crops when this is out of balance. We don't grow great humans when this is out of balance. So the revolution in farming right now is to say, hey, we've got to take care of the soil and support a good environment for bacteria and fungus that break down those nutrients and allow it to incorporate into the plant, which then the animal eats the cycle of life. So now we're starting to understand that that's the same thing in your gut. Absolutely. Right. No, that's exactly. Is that what you were thinking? That's exactly, yeah. and that's so cool. Yeah. And so a lot of the same principles with uh, soil health, uh, getting rid of the Roundup, the toxins, yeah. the things that kill all the the good uh, micro microbes in the soil. Same thing in us. Uh, for example, Roundup. We talked about organic foods. So if we're eating foods that have a lot of Roundup, glyphosate on it, it is a it's a antibiotic actually, and it goes in and kills a lot of the good uh, gut bugs. And then also it's been shown that the tight junctions in our, we have a lining in our gut of cells that actually round up, breaks down those tight junctions and causes leaky gut, yeah. along with a lot of other things. Yeah, I think the whole, the, you, you alluded to it earlier, but bigger pieces of food, it, it, food's a rough word because it's not really food at that point of your gut. It's chyme or it's liquid. Uh, but, you know, you have these big molecules that need to be broken down further so they get into the, through the gut intestinal lining into your, art, your, your veins, which then carry it to your liver. Uh, but these bigger molecules get across without being appropriately broken down. It, but they're too big to go across the capillary. Mm -hmm. They're, too, they're too, too large to get into the bloodstream. So they just hang out in your gut, causing all kinds of inflammation and wreaking havoc, killing your immune system, throwing off all these hormones. So I think we've beat that up now. How do we fix it? So here's one thing I think, um, personally myself, um, I've been kind of playing around with this the past few years. And so, first of all, eliminating the things that are harmful to our gut, my gut bugs. Uh, so the things that we've talked about, we know data shows this. Number one, sugar is very harmful. Processed. Processed. Number two, vegetables oils actually cause a lot of inflammation in our gut. Therefore, it, it harms our gut bugs. I can tell you every time I eat Vegetable. bad oils because I'm going immediately to the bathroom. You, you got to run. You tell me about that every, every yeah, time I you eat some bad Chinese Yeah, I, I know where it's going to be and I know I shouldn't eat it. And uh, it's that it's that subtle immediate feedback that says don't go back and eat that again. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how your body's telling you things. Oh yeah, we just learn to listen to it. Yeah, but I probably didn't experience that until I cleaned my diet up. Yeah. Once you clean it up and things go back to normal, uh, or what that what should be considered normal. So like if you clean your diet up, you heal everything. When you throw an insult at it, it will it will reject it. Yeah. Right. So I don't I don't imagine everybody has the issue that I have every time I eat a steak out and it's been cooked in vegetable oil, I mean, I have immediate GI distress. 
I don't think everybody experiences that. Um, it's just once you clean it up and get it reset back to normal, your body's pretty resilient. It's like, that's toxic, get it out of here. So if I was to throw it all the way in and eat, you know, uh, Wendy's and McDonald's every day and get my, get those bad bac bacteria back, it probably wouldn't bother. That's the downside of this. Just, it pro it pro it's conditioning, right? You think bad or feeling bad just becomes your new normal. Yeah, bad yeah. begots bad, right? No, I think that that's, yeah. uh, um, I think that's something I've learned over the years by cleaning up things. You all of a sudden your energy's back, you feel better, and you didn't realize how bad you really were feeling until you yeah. were good. Um, yeah. The other thing is is switching to organic things as much as possible. Getting rid of the Roundup that's that's you know in a lot of our foods. There was a study that shows it was a family. They followed a family. They were eating just conventional uh, foods at the grocery store. They switched to organic. And the Roundup or glyphosate in their uh, urine went down 70%. But and same study, how long did it take for, to completely go away? They saw a change within five days. It was yeah. pretty quick how, how, how things changed. But if I remember right, it took like weeks to months to well, completely well, eliminate it. That stuff everything. gets incorporated into your mitochondria. It gets incorporated into your genetics. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, is how to heal your gut is fiber uh, so we got a whole podcast on fiber and it's easy to say fiber yeah but actually explaining fiber and insoluble versus soluble and i think you came in at the end of that podcast yeah i didn't get a comment a ton on that yeah, yeah. well do you have any wisdom to impart so here's um so back in the day let's go back to our hunter gatherer ancestors they were eating up to 150 grams of fiber which i'd love to show what that looks like that's probably i mean that's like probably Oh, I mean, if you were to do Metamucil, it'd probably be a whole deal of this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, typical Americans are getting 15 to 25. The recommendation's 25 or greater. Which is probably too low. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think how that, do you get fiber in your diet? Well, I'll, I'll comment on that uh, in a second. Um, I think the confusing part about fiber is it's a carbohydrate, mm -hmm. right? And that's where the whole not knowing what a carbohydrate is gets really confusing because you read these diets like oh low carb well i mean that's really meaning cut the processed and manufactured sugar out of your life sugar being a carbohydrate so people get really confused and you're like you, you need to eliminate carbs from your diet oh but get enough fiber right and then you know before i get to how i do it uh the two other things that, that i want to say is like the american way is to take to, to supplement it Right, so you mentioned Metamucil. Like, oh, I don't get enough fiber. I'm gonna throw some Metamucil. Well, that's like a, a bastardized version of it's not uh, of good. fiber. It's not and and if you're if you're not doing anything, yes, it's better than nothing. But is it the best thing? No. And the other way people try to combat the gut bacteria thing is to take probiotics. I mean, that's a, that's probably a billion to trillion dollar industry now. And I've been meaning to have podcast guests is to bring Matt on and have him. About to have a microbiologist really talk to us about uh, gut bacteria. That's, that's his field of study in cows. But I think it applies, right? Maybe not. They're ruminants. Who cares? I don't know. I think it'd be good. But anyways, I try to get all my fiber from, from vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, every meal, everything's going to have fresh, green leafy vegetables or roasted, uh, you know, the, the, the problem with like, you know, uh, 
like boiling and um, what's the other way of steaming? Yeah, is, some of the is, is you denature a lot of the fiber, yeah. so you're not getting the benefit. Um, so, you know, I'd probably get most of my fiber through, you know, raw vegetables, I guess is what I'd say. So uh, it's not a, an ideal day for me if I was to kind of focus on that um, in the morning. Um, I start off every morning with this, and I don't necessarily tell patients to do this because not very many people would want to, but I do a- Anchovy uh, spinach Well, it's, it's interesting. No. So I take, uh, I do Athletic Greens, which mm -hmm. you can order online. Uh, basically, it's a ton of just fiber, a uh, ground up plant. And then I have this uh, chia seed, flaxseed, coconut uh, mixture that I mix up in water and I drink it. So Who, who makes that? Uh, I actually get it at Natural Grocers. It's basically a, it's in the refrigerated section. But it's all those things in one scoop? Correct. And mm. so it's basically what I start off my day with is a lot of water and feeding feed my gut microbiome. That's the only reason I take all that. Mm. So that's one. Number two, if I do breakfast that morning, uh, if I do like eggs, I'll do some red onions, some spinach, some uh, garlic cloves, um, bell peppers. And so there, I try to, that's part of my eggs. So mm -hmm. feeding that gut microbiome. So you do both those? Correct. You, you do the shake and eggs? If I eat breakfast that morning. Okay, how many days a week you do that? Three, so, four? So I do breakfast three to four. Okay, and then intermittently fast the others? Correct. What do you feel best with? Uh, alternating. Alternating? Alternating. Uh, I kind of listen, it's based off routine. Uh, the days that I operate, I fast. The days that I'm home in the morning, I cook. Yeah, my philosophy is if, if I'm home in the morning with the kids, I eat breakfast. If I'm out of the house before, fast. I fast. Lunch, would my ideal lunch would be a salad uh, with some kind of pasture-raised, regionally grown meat. Mm -hmm. And then I do a bed of spinach, um, red onion, bell peppers, um, walnuts, blackberries, blueberries, olive oil, balsamic. That's yeah. what I do. Pretty good. Salt? Uh, salt. Yeah. Not, not, that, not that shaker salt, though, like the, the good salt? Yeah. Um, and then dinner would be a some kind of regionally grown meat and two vegetables, uh, kale, broccoli, asparagus. Now that's my ideal, if that was, that's my ideal world. 80% of the time. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Uh, but the when you get is. When you get pizza, do you put some Metamucil on top? <laughs> no, no, and here's what I'll say. It's interesting. Let's talk about bowel movements. Okay. Every morning at six o'clock in the morning, I'm like clockwork. Mm -hmm. Unless I start eating high, processed carbs, sugar, vegetables, I go a day or two and I'm constipated. It's weird. Same way. Yep. So it, it goes Same to show. Here. Yeah. You know how we're over 40? That. We're talking about our bowel movements. <laughs> but you know what's mm -hmm. interesting? I think um, it's basically you're, when I'm doing that, I'm feeding that gut microbiome. They're expanding their population. That's what a bowel movement really is. It's actually a lot of you know waste material but it's a lot of broken down recycled bacteria and so they're growing that means you're kind of giving them life mm -hmm. and so um, I think you have to be intentional about gut health and I think it's to you know kind of we can transition on this is where a lot of diseases either are 
reversed or mm -hmm. their the the fuel is yeah drained. I think the take home here is you can't heal the issue we're talking about by taking a probiotic yeah uh, you've got to change what you eat you and I the biggest change I made in my diet was eliminating because your 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 healthy gut bacteria and I'm sorry we don't know the specific names of all the healthy ones uh, they need short chain fatty acids and medium chain fatty acids to survive. Um, so I eliminated all the processed oils and then I ordered, then I added healthy fats back in, right? So, you know, my coffee in the morning, I'm putting MCT powder in, medium chain triglycerides. And that's, you know, the, I started doing that when I was experimenting with keto for that sustained energy in the morning, so priming the pump with fats. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I noticed that it improved my gut health more than it, more than it did my effort for ketosis. Because those bacteria love those medium chain triglycerides. Yeah, medium chain, short chain fatty acids. Um, so that was the one maneuver I made. And you're doing the same thing because you're adding that in the form. Medium chain, media MCT powder is nothing but ground up coconut, uh, the meat of coconut, not the water. Water's got more sugar in it, but the meat is mostly fats which is odd. How many fruits and vegetables out there are primarily fat? Not many. Not very many. Yeah. Avocado. Then coconut. coconut. Yeah, coconut and avocado. Yeah. Um, you just said something I, would, I wanted to elaborate on. Um, inflammation. So in the gut, our, one thing Mark Hyman always comments on is about 70% or more of our inflammation comes from our gut. Yeah. In our, in our body. And so I know, you know, you look at a lot of the rheumatoid arthritis, a lot of the autoimmune diseases, it would be interesting to know how much of that is related to an unhealthy gut. And I'd be, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a betting man, just kidding. Uh, but um, I'd say, I'd be willing to say over 80%. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, a lot of people look at like, oh, I was, I mean, my mom had RA or rheumatoid arthritis, so I'm just genetically, I'm going to get it. Well, that's your genetics, but you know we—I I don't know if we're going to get as deep as epigenome and and, and uh, environmental and nutritional uh, motivators or demotivators in the expression of genetics. So that's what would be epigenetics. Uh, but I think you know that's the, the the gut inflammation triggers your body, your genetics to be like, oh, let's make these sick things happen. You know, so harder to prove. One other thing I put a note is adding fermented foods. Oh, yes. Yeah. And why? Do so you know? what are fermented yeah. foods and why is that important? Well, per my four-year-old son, pickles. pickles. Uh, yeah, pickles. Yeah. yeah. And pickled carrots. And he's the only kid I know that freely eats kimchi and sauerkraut. <laughs> at I mean, four years old. At four years old. That's awesome. I mean, and like, it's, oh, I, I, he eats so much of it, I almost get concerned he's got a deficiency of some sort because he, like, he craves it. Like, you know, a snack for him isn't a piece of candy. It's like, can I have pickled stuff? And so, I mean, either he's really cool or something's really wrong. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. So, the benefit, or the way I understand this, and you correct me, but basically you take cabbage. Let's take sour mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You take uh, cabbage and you put it in a jar along with some water and some salt. Vinegar. And the, the bacteria go to work, and they basically break down some of the sh natural sugars in there mm -hmm. and turn it to acid, which ultimately causes it to um, 
I'll kind of cure it. Right. Okay. But there's those beneficial microbes in there. Right. And they've released a lot of the nutrients in that cabbage that we can't release through the fermentation process. Right. So therefore, when you give your gut this cabbage, it's just therapeutic. Yeah, I've always thought the benefit of pickled, uh, uh, you know, either like, you know, kimchi, sauerkraut, anything pickled with natural ingredients. That's the problem is, you know, a lot of pickled stuff. It's got some pretty bad stuff in there, too. But if you say if you do it at your home, you, know, you just put vinegar and all the good stuff in there. Uh, the benefit is you're getting a good dose of the right bacteria, but uh, you're having freely accessible fiber. Yeah. Uh, because you're, you're, if you say if you eat a raw carrot, which is high in fiber, right? Uh, but you're, you're getting a lot of the starches with it. Uh, your body has to work really hard to get that fiber out. And now this is not a plug for Metamucil by any means. But the benefit of fermented foods or pickled, I guess fermented and pickled be two different things. Let's be clear on that. Because uh, fermented's been, a, the, 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 the react, reaction's been allowed to happen. It's uh, things are, whereas pickled, it's kind of just been preserved in, in process, you know. Um, but you, you eat like kimchi or you eat uh, sauerkraut and it's immediately available fiber. Your body has to do very little work to get that fiber and it comes along with all the things that are going to do the work with for you. So that's kind of the, that's my thoughts on. And it releases a lot of the, uh, the, the, the micronutrients and vitamins and everything that's already in the, in the plant. Another one I forgot about is um, yogurt without sugar. Mm-hmm. That's another. So Greek, natural, full fat, yeah. yogurts. Yeah. I do, I, I do that more than probably some fermented foods. I need to add more fermented foods. Oh, man. It's, it's funny. It's like you'll buy a bottle, go through it in two days. You're like, I'm going to add that. And then the next time you go to the grocery store, you don't buy it, and then it's, the routine's gone. We, we keep a healthy supply of fermented and pickled foods at our house, uh, mainly because kids, but and my, my wife loves uh, this stuff too. I do, I do as well. But, you know, uh, I'd say 50% of our vegetable garden every year goes to pickling, or pick, pickling and fermenting of foods. Um, so it takes very little effort. We all know this. Your grandparents may have been the same way. What was one thing they had with every meal? My grandmother had a whole basement full of uh, pickled everything in her garden. I mean, yeah. we'd go down there, dark basement, and mm-hmm. get um, pickles or stewed tomatoes. Oh, yeah, or green beans, everything. okra. And yeah. she had it. Beets. Sauerkraut. She made yeah. her own sauerkraut. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, but So one thing my grandparents always had, uh, remember the old... Crocker, uh, Crockett butter. Remember the uh-huh. brown yeah. tubs? Yeah. So they'd save those, which we won't talk about microplastics and how harmful <laughs> those are. Uh, but they would cut onions, uh, cucumbers, and tomatoes up in there and just drench it with vinegar and olive oil. And it would just sit room temperature. I, mean, I don't uh, Back then, I thought it was nasty. And but cure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you think about it now, I mean, they were prepping their guts, yeah. you know, because my grandpa would eat that before every meal. Uh, and so kind of in place of a salad. That was their version of a salad, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. Now we've lost a lot of those cultural things. Yeah, that, you know, through the years we refined as being good for us, and then, you know, easy, easy food became primary. Yeah, now it's yeast rolls. Before, yeah. Before. Yeah, you got yeast in it. <laughs> All right, are we going to move on? Okay, yeah, we, we beat that one up. Yeah.